morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday. The date is October 13th. Uh, our, oh God, Bo Templin, our fearless leader, I was really rooting for him. It sounded like he was back and then he is unfortunately back in the throes of COVID. So keep him in your thoughts. Um, you're stuck with me, but we will have Bo back soon. Uh, I will kick things off today with an anniversary and then sort of a grim tale, um, but that I think is really interesting. So on this day last year in 2021, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, became the oldest person to ever go to space. He traveling aboard Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket for a 10 minute flight. He was 90 years old at the time. He put out a book uh, just earlier this month called Boldly Go, and in it, it has these excerpts about his experience going into space that sort of paint this very dark tale of what going to space is like, that it's not really what he anticipated it to be. Um, so Variety uh, released this excerpt about a week ago, um, but it's just from the book Boldly Go. And he, he talks a lot about, quote, I love the mystery of the universe. I love all the questions that have come to us over thousands of years of exploration and hypotheses, stars exploding years ago, their light traveling to us years later, black holes absorbing energy, satellites showing us entire galaxies in areas thought to be devoid of matter entirely. All of that has thrilled me for years. But when I looked in the opposite direction, into space, there was no mystery, no majestic awe to behold. All I saw was death. I saw a cold, dark, black emptiness. It was unlike any blackness you can see or feel on Earth. It was deep, enveloping, all-encompassing. I turned back toward the light of home. I could see the curvature of Earth, the beige of the desert, the white of the clouds, and the blue of the sky. It was life, nurturing, sustaining life, Mother Earth, Gaia. And I was leaving her. Everything I had thought was wrong. Everything I had expected to see was wrong. I thought that going into space would be the ultimate catharsis of that connection I had been looking for between all living things, that being up there would be the next beautiful step to understanding the harmony of the universe. In the film Contact, when Jodie Foster's character goes to space and looks out into the heavens, she lets out an astonished whisper, they should have sent a poet. I had a different experience, because I discovered that the beauty isn't out there, it's down here with all of us. Leaving that behind made my connection to our tiny planet even more profound. It was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. Just an excerpt from the book that I think is really interesting and ultimately sort of a positive, optimistic thing about our experience of being on Earth, but interesting to think about somebody who is probably one of the people who has glorified space the most because he built a career off of the great unknown. Um, to hear that the experience of going was not this like eye-opening world of optimism, but actually made him cherish being on Earth more and made space seem grim. And it was just a very different take about space than I've heard. Um, his book, Boldly Go, is out right now. Probably worth a read, but that quote is interesting stuff, right? The year anniversary, so I want to talk about it. Um, with that, we will dive into some news. Entertainment. This one is a bummer, too. Dang, some grim stuff to start the day, but there's fun stuff, too. And the stuff about Earth is still nice. Some layoffs and restructuring have hit Warner Bros. and Cartoon Network, and it seems that it is effectively... Cartoon Network is effectively gone. Um, so as you might have heard, uh, it seems like Warner Brothers is a little strapped for cash right now. The Batgirl movie cancellation alluded to the fact that Warner Brothers was looking to save as much money as possible, axing a few of their in-development projects. Yesterday, we learned that the Warner Brothers TV group laid off 82 staffers across its scripted, unscripted, and animation divisions. The animation department got hit the hardest. Uh, Warner Bros. Animation and Cartoon Network Studios both got consolidated. Um, so other cancellations include Stage 13, the Warner Brothers Writers Workshop, and the Warner Brothers Directors Workshop. Um, so yeah, Warner Brothers is going through it. It seems like Cartoon Network is effectively now consolidated into other, other portions of Warner Brothers now. 
Um, so we're hoping that maybe Black Adam can be its saving grace when it when it opens uh, this weekend. But we'll see. It, but unfortunately, Cartoon Network of our youth might be uh, no longer with us. Sad story. Sports. Yeah, hopping over into sports a little bit more optimistic. Tom Brady and Kim Kleisters have joined Major League Pickleball as owners. Um, so as we talked about a lot on the pod and on coverage on the site, Major League Pickleball has seen a big wave of high-profile team owners getting involved over the past, essentially, year, six months. Um, LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Draymond Green headlined a new ownership group. Uh, and then yesterday, we found out that Tom Brady and tennis legend Kim Kleisters became the newest big names to be part of the acquisition of a Major League Pickleball team, as announced today, as part of an ownership group. Um, and just to catch you up, if you haven't been keeping up, so Gary V owns the Fives. Uh, Gary V from the owner of VaynerMedia, which is the holding group that owns 137 p.m. Former professional tennis player James Blake the, is owner of the Lions. Uh, former NFL quarterback Drew Brees owns the Mad Drops. And then uh, LeBron, Kevin Love, and Draymond Green recently became owners together as well. The next installment of MLP, the Major League Pickleball, will come in Columbus with the group play starting on October 15th. That's this weekend. The semifinals and finals will take place on the 16th with the latter at 7.30, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And this will be the last team competition of the 2022 season as we gear up toward a pretty packed 2023 circuit and a lot more just fun ownership getting involved. So more eyes on the league. Gaming. And then finally, sort of gaming sports crossover. PGA Tour 2K23 is coming out tomorrow on Friday, but we got an early screener of the game. And one of our writers, Justin Cohen, had the opportunity to play the game. Um, and give his review. I'm going to read a little excerpt from it by yourself and give your review. Um, but what Justin Cohen said in the conclusion of his review, but also read the full review, 137pm.com. He said, my initial takeaway from PGA Tour 2K23 is that it's a great step in the right direction. I like that the golfer archetypes aren't too bogged down in the customization that requires me to watch a YouTube video on how to make the most OP build. Parenthetical, thanks NBA 2K. But instead, lay out five compact options. A game mode like Top Golf was much needed, but could still be built upon with a couple more additions. The addition of more PGA Tour pros into the game adds to the immersive experience, and overall, just adds a nice feel to the game. I give PGA Tour 2K23. I'm not going to read the rating. Actually, he get go to 137pm.com to give it a good score. Overall, he liked it. Thinks that there's potential for improvements. Um, but if you want to hear everything about what we thought about the game, head to 137pm.com and make sure to uh, check it out when it releases on Friday. I've never played a uh, golf video game, but it does seem kind of fun. seems like a fun golf simulator, so maybe I'll get involved. That's it for today. Uh, for more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms. Make sure you hop in the Discord so you can chat with us in the community. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious.